you know, this Foxconn story ain't going away, and we got more of it. We're going to get a live report coming up with my friend and colleague, Chris Rochester, from MacGyver News Service. He is standing by at the Capitol as the Assembly Committee on Jobs and the Economy looks to vote on the incentives package, the $3 billion incentives package bill for Foxconn. We'll get the latest from Chris right around the corner. It's the Vicki McKenna Show with yours truly, Matt Kittle. Here on the Vicki McKenna Worldwide Radio Network. Back at it. Kittle here. You are there. And on the phone with us is my good friend and colleague from MacGyver News Service, Chris Rochester, reporting live from the Capitol. Chris, it is a busy week, obviously, for Foxconn and the legislative process involved with Foxconn. Today, a hearing by the Jobs and uh, the Committee on Jobs and the Economy. On Thursday, we heard from uh, Assembly Majority Leader Jim Steinecke earlier today. There will be a debate and a vote on Thursday, which could promise to be a, a pretty long day for everybody involved. But what are you hearing so far there uh, at the Capitol this afternoon? Well, uh, thanks for having me on, Matt. Um, they're actually, so the Assembly Committee on Jobs and the Economy mm-hmm. uh, is debating the bill right now. And when they're done, they're going to vote on it. Uh, it's pretty widely expected to pass. Uh, I'm surprised how fast this is going because what they're doing right now is they're kind of hacking their way through a raft of 23 Democrat amendments to the main bill. And I think they just voted down. They've all failed on party line votes, and I think they're on their 10th Amendment right now. Yeah, I was going to say, how how are the Democrats faring in that process? <laughs> and what are some of the amendments that they're talking about? Uh, they're not faring well. I don't think that's surprising anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the amendments do kind of what you'd expect. There's nothing too surprising in here. Um, some of the real doozies are, one, requiring a $20 an hour minimum wage at Foxconn. What happened to $15 uh, an hour? Did they move well, past no. that? <laughs> no, they, they they didn't give up on that because once that uh, amendment idea went down in flames, they proposed a $15 an hour minimum wage. Okay, wait uh, a minute also, now. Wait a minute. Wait, that went down to, wait a minute though, because I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. chomping at the bit to get here, okay? Because as I understand it, what's already basically in the bill itself, now what is strengthened by a Republican Assembly um, uh, amendment is that only jobs paying $30,000 a year up to $100,000 would be eligible for these uh, tax credits at about $1.5 billion maximum. Uh, that works out to about $15 a year. So why go through this, you know, this, this show, if you will, this pretense when there's already an amendment that's going to get full Republican majority support, it's going to happen. Uh, why go through this pretense? It's just, you're right, it's, it's, just going through the motions, basically, uh, the Democrats had to try to insert their their agenda into this this process even more than I mean the committee hearing today started with an acknowledgement that it is a bipartisan process, but they've got to go through the motions and trying to get their these things in there so they have something to talk about. You know, hey, the Republicans rejected this fifteen dollar minimum wage, um, and that uh, that obviously obscures the fact that, like you said. There, there will be no tax credits 
that go to jobs that pay less than $30,000 a year or more than 100 And the average wage, uh, it was a remarkable uh, comment by Representative Sinicki. She said uh, something to the effect of we're creating a working poor working class here. The average job is, is going to pay 54000 a year plus $20,000 a year at benefit. Wow. Those are real family-supporting jobs. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, first and foremost, Representative Sinicki uh, truly says a lot of remarkable things, and I think that's a charitable way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> she she says so today. If, if $54,000 is the average, which is above the state average right now, um, what sort of world is she existing in? Again, I ask all of this knowing the answer to the question. A lot of politicking going on at this point, a lot of grandstanding. But here's the big question, Chris. Do you think that um, that the legislature, that, that Wisconsin residents will be able to cut through the fog of, of, of all of this stuff that's out there? Well, I, I sure hope so. And I, I think what, uh, so assuming this passes, and I think most people expect this to, to, to pass and become, become, a, become law, uh, we will see with our own eyes. We'll, we'll be able to cut right through the spin. Uh, I mean, you have literally opponents of this deal are still claiming a million dollars per job is what it's going to cost. That's are they doing that? Are they saying that? Are they still saying that? Uh, well, we we saw Senator Jennifer Schilling, the Senate Minority Leader, and Representative uh, Melissa Sargent have both used that, and I think they've both retracted that <laughs> figure because it's wrong, right. but it is still part of the conversation, unfortunately. Uh, it, Either way, it, we're, this is a, a lot of taxpayer money. This is a lot of money, but we're going to be able to see the consequences of this decision uh, unfold as this plant is. It's an, I hate calling it a plant, right? It's a manufacturing city, as yes. you refer to it as. Right. Uh, this is it's massive. So we're going to see with our own eyes what the ripple effect is of this deal for for years and years to come. Chris Rochester joins us uh, from MacGyver News Service. He is at the Capitol covering the hearing this afternoon, the Assembly Jobs and Economic Committee, uh, Committee on Jobs and the Economy, I should say. And right now, uh, the slog through a raft of Democrat amendments that are going down, as you might expect, this afternoon. Now, back to a point that you raised. Absolutely. This is a massive incentives package because this is a mammoth economic development project, and it's unprecedented territory, both on the scale of the actual project and the scale of the incentives package. $3 billion is a lot of money. But we've been talking about this for days, and I think that State Representative um, Adam... um, now oh my uh, I've lost my my uh, uh, my place here, but uh, State Representative Adam Nealon, who is the chairman of this uh, this Jobs and Economy Committee, uh, he pointed this out the other day when he said the facts or the, or the the speculation I should say is racing ahead of the legislation that there's all kinds of information out there. Some of it is true. A lot of it is wrong. Some of it is wrong by intention. Um, at the very least, we need to get the facts out here. But as I understand it, what you're hearing today in this committee is people still reporting false information, and that cannot help the process. No, I mean, you have Representative Amanda Stuck, um, 
who you witnessed at the marathon hearing uh, that the assembly held last week say some real uh, uninformed things, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's back at it. You know, these workers are going to be subsidizing their own salaries, and you know that's why we have to have the minimum wage. And uh, it, yeah, so there's still a lot of misinformation. Folks not understanding the, the concept of tax reciprocity. Uh, I think maybe a good point brought up by Representative Jason Fields, who said, "Where are we going to get thirteen thousand workers?" That's not an illegitimate question, actually. No, not at all. So, I, but I really like putting this into perspective because I don't think you can do it enough. You, you say this is a manufacturing city. It is it, ten years ago. This project would have been completely unimaginable. Businesses were knocking the doors. Uh, down to get out of the state, and now you're looking at bringing a, a $10 billion manufacturing city, 13,000 jobs. This will be one of the largest manufacturing campuses on the entire planet. This is the largest corporate uh, attraction project in the history of the United States, and it's coming here to Wisconsin. So as you say, that yeah, the $3 billion is a, is a lot of money, and we got to be careful that everything's in line, and I think the committee's doing a pretty good job of that. But as Governor Walker said at the Milwaukee Art Museum, when we were surrounded by all this awesome, cutting-edge technology, he said, he told the crowd, if you want to play in the big leagues, you got to get used to big numbers. And uh, $3 billion's a big number, but the mammoth impact and the ripple effect is is the hell question. I think you're absolutely right. This does not happen 10 years ago, no doubt about it. And I think a lot of that has to do with how business is. Uh, see the state of Wisconsin now. It's a much different climate. And while we have a ways to go in terms of tax and regulation policy reform, I think that we have sent a message that Wisconsin truly is open for business. And I think Foxconn answered that message, and this is where we are at right now. Now, as you said, Jason Fields uh, brought up a very good question. How do we get 13,000 people to work here in these high-tech jobs? But that's the tip of the iceberg. How do you get thousands upon thousands more to serve the vending and supplier chains, the people who will be locating right next door to Foxconn? How do you get the number of students into the university system? And so I think what we're seeing today are some amendments that will make it through that involve those kinds of training dollars. When do those come up, Chris? The the key amendments that we talked about last Friday, I think there were seven or so in that substitute amendment package. I believe they're going to vote on all of those as a package at the end of this process when the committee gets done uh, tossing these these mandates and these, you know, uh, minimum wage requirements and everything into the circular file. Once they're through all of those, they'll move on to the main bill. And like you mentioned, uh, the the new bill does provide, um, I believe it's $20 million for, uh, to get the ball rolling on starting to get a trained workforce. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a good point. Governor Walker's been talking about it for a long time. Uh, we, we have to develop our workforce and have the people, um, who can fill these positions. 
Yeah, we were going to have to deal with training a workforce and filling that pipeline of skilled employees no matter what. This now makes it much more urgent and much more severe, that need. Uh, Well, we will keep tuned. Of course, we'll uh, check back with uh, MacGyverInstitute.com, a story coming up later, I would imagine. Do you expect to be there much longer? (laughs) I think this will be over a lot sooner than anybody thought. But like you said, on Thursday, that'll be the real trial by fire when when the full floor takes it up. And God bless uh, you and Ola and the rest of the crew who will be there, uh, because I won't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two meal Tyler's man in the camera. Right two meal, now. you better get that boy three meals for something like that, okay? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right don't sir. hit any funeral processions, Matt, on your way I out will, of the I will tr- That's a bad day altogether, buddy. That's a bad that day in terrible. a bucket, you bet. Well, take care of yourself, and uh, thanks for joining us, giving us a bird's eye view of what's happening at the Capitol today. Thanks for having me on. You bet. That's Chris Rochester, my friend.